1: Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. Jurassic World HR now hiring, available positions, park supervisor. I'm Brad. And am Dave. On this episode, we're discussing Minute 39 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, heading over to the International Movie Cars Database uh, online. I'm going to try and give that website. we <laughs> yeah. um, With two vehicles here in this minute. Uh, the uh, Chevrolet, Chevrolet C2500 pickup truck, uh, maintenance truck. And the uh, the Terex RT four fifty crane that uh, both we've seen previous minutes but we'll discuss now. I've had family members in construction all my life, so of course whenever I see a, a Terex machine we always call it a T Rex. <laughs> <So. laughs> you
0: know, I mean, my that... uncle owns a crane company and um, and I've always felt the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to ask you about that, <laughs> yeah. and
0: and it's even funnier is everybody at that company all calls them the T Rex.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because um, I know especially a lot of the earlier, or earlier, um, not so much now, but they used to be mostly painted green, so um, not not so much the darker jungle green we love, but the uh, a <laughs> lighter a yeah. lighter green. But
0: I think the one he has is green.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. So we'll discuss more about the uh, the crane when we sort of get Owen rolling around under it here. The uh, the maintenance truck, probably one of the most uh, one of the most sold vehicles in America, at least. There's a bit of a bit of a conversation going on here, whether it's a '97 model or whether it's earlier. Um, also, the conversation I know happened or has happened in the fandom about this old beat-up truck being here <laughs> when everything else in Jurassic World is brand new. I'm glad it's here. <laughs> Maintenance vehicles, <laughs> construction vehicles are always old.
0: <laughs> exactly that, and I mean it gives the it kind of a lived-in feel because I mean anybody who's been around construction vehicles know how very very quickly they become not new.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean they could they could only be a, like a year old, but they very quickly accumulate dirt, grime, scratches, dents, rust, everything. You know.
1: Yeah, and I do love here. There's a comment by um someone on the truck in uh, in the lost world we've seen a lot of vehicles in the worker village and even jp3 were sort of 60s 70s early 80s vehicles and mm-hmm. um and now we're seeing sort of the 90s vehicles in uh, jurassic world um, <laughs> so there's always been that sort of precedent of older vehicles being used um at old <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Oh no, just going off last minute talking about the uh the sixty six AMG. Seems like the only well the the shot they wanted to use here of is of it driving past that uh that jungle river. That might be the only time we see it. Unless it's parked up at the Raptors Raptor Squad compound later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to add about them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about both vehicles here in uh in minute thirty nine. So Dave, we may as well get to it, what do you reckon?
2: As we end minute thirty-eight of Jurassic World, the Indominus Rex had escaped and as Owen watched on, she made her way towards the maintenance truck where the paddock supervisor was hiding. As we are on minute thirty-nine, the paddock supervisor is whimpering, sitting in front of the park truck. He looks around past the bumper to see if he can see the animal, but only sees its tail. At the fourteen-second mark, the Indominus grabs the truck lifting it into the air and throwing it upside down near where Owen's watching on from his hiding spot. At the 23 second mark, Owen watches through the smash cab of the truck as the paddock supervisor is sitting there in open space with Indomus standing behind him and she lunges down and grabs him in his jaws. Owen immediately rolls over onto his back and pulls a knife out of his sheath. He grabs the fuel line and cuts it Yarrow liquid spilling all over his face and torso, trying to mask his scent. At the 35 second mark, he looks over towards the Indominus, only to see that she's coming his way. Owen lays flat on his back as the big animal gets down on all fours and lowers its head under the crane, smelling for him, blood dripping from its jaws. And this ends minute 39 of Jurassic World.
1: As we start on minute 39, no one's watching the IREX move past his uh, little hiding spot there. And again, I love the sound design here of the, those footfalls on the gravel. You can sort of you get the impact plus the sound of the the gravel being displaced as well. Mm. And it's when we get a shot of the paddock supervisor sitting on the ground in front of that maintenance truck. And we can see the sort of IRX moving around behind the truck as it approaches his position.
0: Mm. You see him starting to kind of like have that pissing in his pants look while he grabs a, uh... looks like he has a small crucifix around his neck.
1: Yeah. He
0: grabs <laughs> and he pull he pulls it up and starts kissing it. He's saying his prayers.
1: He knows. <laughs> he knows he didn't he knows. get far enough from that damn door. <laughs> nope. Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up here too is uh the different logo that original um or that round T Rex logo on the door of the uh the truck with the um. Construction written under it, suggesting, like our uh, theory from J.P. Freed, that there's multiple logos for different departments.
0: I think that Masrani had an in-house construction company called t or something like that, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, T-Mac, yeah. t Construction. The only shame is we have that same round dra- uh, T-Rex logo on the side of the crane here in a minute, but there's no construction written under it, so <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just putting that different logos on whatever they can <laughs> but uh, yeah as you said the package uh, the, um, supervisor grabs his crucifix from around his neck and slowly leans out around the bumper doing his best uh, Bugs Bunny looking around <laughs> to uh, see where the animal is and he's either crying here or trying to cry he's uh, he's definitely as you said before wetting his pants at least anyway <laughs> um, and I sort of wonder here why she goes for the guy hiding in front of the truck um, we've seen for previous minutes that this was a full on work site, work went all over the joint. Um, as she escapes last minute and no one's running past, there are other workers running in all directions as well, wearing that bright fluoro vests and that. Um, I can only imagine they're they're off running through the jungle, not stopping, not looking back, just running <laughs> running away from as far away as they can. But there's a um there's a cement truck over on the edge of the construction site mm-hmm. as well, so I can only assume that there's people hiding in that as well, or under it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, know, I personally would have hightailed it in any direction I could have, you know?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get as far away as you can.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so, I don't know if it, just because these two were in, her, were in her enclosure and she was able to pick up their scent.
0: I always figured she went over or went after the guard first because he was out in the open, you know? I mean, he's he just the easiest target that she find, can find right away.
1: Mm. I wonder if there was any vengeance or vic- vic- vindictiveness. I think I got that right. <laughs> I read, <because laughs> if she's if he's in that uh, observation window all the time, um, I'd assume he was the one on the other side of the glass when she attacked the window and whenever mm-hmm. that happened.
0: Kind of a uh, memory yeah. Sees him and it's like, you...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no tranquilizer gun this time. Um, <laughs>
0: Unfortunately not.
1: Uh, we do see her tail sort of disappear around the back of the truck here, and I don't know if it's just the CGI or um, it seems to be sort of getting darker as it goes past the back of the truck, like she's active, active camouflage, she's darkening up. Um, it could be like that.
0: I mean, we do know that um, Chameleon's kind of... Uh, camouflage based on their emotional state, so she could it could be kind of non-intentful um, where she just it just happens for her, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah it's just it's just where it's right right at the edge of the back of the truck as she passes it. It's sort of it's going to a darker grey, almost like she's going mm-hmm. into shadow. But of course, she's bigger than the truck. There's no way that truck's gonna <laughs> cast a shadow against her in the middle of the day. But. Mm-hmm. The paddock supervisor whimpers again and kisses his crucifix before we, we cut back to Owen's viewpoint and the uh, that truck's picked up into the air and thrown aside like a toy. See, T-Rex, if you had these arms back in the original film, <laughs> there'd be no going back <laughs> for Tim and Lex. <laughs> that, that car'd be gone. <laughs> but uh, the paddock supervisor looks up watching the uh, truck fly through the air and his mouth open and sort of puts his hand up over his head, shielding himself as the uh, truck comes crashing down Alan turns to the side at the same time as the uh, truck lands in front of him uh, assumably cutting off his uh, view of the paddock supervisor sitting there but you uh, can see through the broken window um, and that supervisor knows he's completely exposed to the uh, hunter above him and I sort of wish we sort of get his POV looking up at the IREX coming down, just that classic jaws coming at you um, sort of shot
0: yeah. And he and he just slowly looks at o, over at Owen and completely helpless and exposed. Yeah, and that's when we get Chomp. <laughs>
1: mm. Well, that's it. Yeah, she drops her head down, and grabs him around, or closes the jaws around his torso and waist, and mm-hmm. lifts the uh, worker up into the air. And um, we don't see him die. And I can't. I don't think I heard any crunching sounds but he's he's dead. We see when, when she's down looking for him. She's got blood on her jaws.
0: And bringing up the um, instinctual camouflage thing again, looking at her feet here, you can kind of see they tinge kind of like a bluish green, you mm-hmm. know? They're, they're not, again, they're not white, but they're not that dark, they're not that grayish we saw back uh, at the, looking at the tail against the gate either, you know? I...
1: I'm sure I've seen videos, and I know this might go back to Lost World 2, where we have Sarah and Levine running at the Carnotauruses um, sort with of flashlights to confuse them, to uh, save form. But in octopus and that sort of stuff, when they camouflage, if they're not certain of their, if they can't match their surroundings, they sort of just sort of, well, not freak out, but just sort of go into a random, random spate of different colours. Yeah.
0: Because
1: they can't, they can't match the. the the color they want to, they're sort of confused. I wonder if the same thing. She's not confused, but just she can't camouflage to blue sky, <laughs> or uh, or she's trying, just trying to get to the gravel gravel texture here, the gravel color.
0: I was thinking more of the jungle that's behind her.
1: Yeah, that too. Um, but uh, <laughs> Owen's now in panic mode. I don't know if he was just looking on in awe or fear while well, the paddock's was being hunted, but now he sort of realises he's next, next in line. Uh, he sort of rolls over on his back and pulls out a knife on his sheath, which I didn't even remember he was carrying a knife, especially one <laughs> that big on his hip there, but uh, he reaches up, grabs a hose and cuts through it, and this is where oh, it, um, the score intensifies as a yellow liquid begins to sort of pour out of the hose, down onto his face, and he moves the hose around his torso, Spreading the liquid as far as he can. I know it's supposed to just he cut the fuel lines, but that's not possible on this <laughs> on this crane. Yeah, because this isn't
0: this isn't a mobile crane. This is, this, I mean, it is a mobile crane, but it's not one that has a front cab. It's just got the operating cab.
1: Yeah, and the motors at the back. So where he's lying near the front axle here. I can only assume it's a hydraulic line going forward to the front stabilizer legs, but again, as you might know, they're steel braided and not the best to cut through with a knife. (laughs) Um, And this is far runnier, not as viscous as what hydraulic fluid would be, even though it's
0: a similar color. Yeah, it looks like gasoline.
1: Yeah, gasoline and a diesel earth moving diesel
0: <laughs> fuel yeah well I mean I'm usually uh, used to diesel fuel being like bright pink
1: yeah well the, we have um, sort of alpine version here where it mm-hmm. doesn't freeze up as much and it's sort of a green
0: uh, yeah.
1: a light greeny yellow colour so I know mm-hmm. the regular version here so that yellow because it is just like cooking oil that goes all over him here <laughs> mm-hmm. a bit of vegetable oil olive oil good for the skin doesn't (laughs) doesn't sting the eyes (laughs) yeah so I think the the biggest thing out of this is the fact that later he walks around in the control room without changing his shirt and no one mentions what's that stink (laughs) or or anything Um, yeah but uh, Alan turns his head and opens his eyes trying to see where the animal is Um, no stinging the eyes or wiping the eyes or anything even you know he just (laughs) took it all in the face and we can see it behind that upturned maintenance truck as it sort of growls and starts walking over towards him. And that's when his eyes start to go wide and he realises it's coming his way. He remains on his back and looks straight up at the underbody of the crane, trying to be as still as he can. <laughs> and um, and that's when we cut to see the IRX approach the front of the crane in probably the, uh, the most we've seen her yet in the film. Mm-hmm. We get a good look at that head, uh, all the little sort of not really pit marks, but just the way the sort of the skull, the skin's shrunken mm-hmm. into the skull. Yeah.
0: They're called fenestrae.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: scientifically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad yeah, one behind,
0: behind her you can see a wheelbarrow laying on the side. You can see how quickly the uh, workers got out of there. Yeah. yeah just, he probably just dropped it and ran.
1: I'm sure there's still a hard hat spinning in the midair somewhere with a little dust trail. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, she's uh, she sort of lowers herself down to the ground and gets on all fours once again sort of showing us sort of the Spinosaur having more danger because it's got those big front forelim- forelimbs, not like uh, mm. the puny little T-Rex arms that She just got the jaws that eat you yeah, this thing's got the claws as well like the Spino
0: mm. well not only that I mean she's got a really really long, really long arms so she's able to get almost quadrupedal here Mm, mm. She gets down on all fours. And she does it a couple times throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, it reminds me a lot of what we see in the next film with the Indoraptor. Yeah, it does. Just being able to get down on all fours. and and Most of the time it's for this sort of, not creeping around, but um, searching. It's all Mm -hmm. the sort of slower stuff. It's not like halfway through running after the boys. She puts the front legs down and starts to gallop. (laughs) But uh, here on the side of the crane, we can clearly see that fuel tank sitting there. As the uh, as the animal lowers its head close to the ground, smelling for Owen, and as I mentioned before, you can see that uh, round Jurassic Park T-Rex logo on the door, um, without the construction lettering under it. But uh, as we cut back under the crane, Owen's trying to stay dead still, and that's when the jaws of the big animal emerge, and we can sort of hear that deep growling, gurgling uh, sound as she's smelling for him.
0: Not only that, but we get a real good close up here on the teeth, and see the blood dripping from the jaws, <laughs> and even some broken teeth here. So, yeah, and I don't know if she broke those on uh, one of the workers or if she broke that on a cow. It looks pretty. It looks like it's been pretty smoothed out. I'm assuming she broke that er- a while ago.
1: Mm. Yeah, and we get we get more shots of the jaws later, but just how gnarly again this this animal's been put together mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's no none of that Velociraptor or Tyrannosaur uniform jawline or nothing
0: yeah I mean it's, it's really snaggly tooth
1: yeah. but uh, as the minute ends Owen's staring straight up at the bottom of that crane wondering if he will be eaten next we'll find out next minute of course he doesn't <laughs> that's Chris Pratt <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else on uh the IRX spelling for Owen before we get into novel comparisons.
0: No, I think we're good.
1: All right. Uh, the paddock supervisor is said to be crouching behind the pickup truck, praying the beast would leave him alone. If only, if only. <laughs> um, the IRX picks up the man with its jaws and tosses him into the air, then chomps down on him. Uh, the air is filled with sickening sound of snapping bones. Oh.
0: So. Reminds me of a uh, Burke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a game, in a novel, they've got to be more descriptive of what's going on. And I'm, yeah, I don't know how the PG rating works. If bone snapping sounds would add to the gore, if you'd have to have less of that, but
0: probably. I mean, it. But it kind of reminds me of the closed caption from the Lost World where when Burke dies, all all the closed caption says is "bone crunching, screaming stops. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs>
1: Well, that's that's only a little step up from the T-Rex in the original film. We pretty much just get a gulp as she uh, downs the goat and Gennaro. But yeah, now that she's free, she wants to hunt. She looked around and stared straight at Owen under the excavator. She knew where she was, or knew where he was. So, in the novel, she knew exactly that he's under there, and it's going to be that that gas line being cut that uh, saves him in the end. Which would make even less sense if it was under an excavator, because you've only got the you've only got the final drives under there, so you've got two hydraulic hoses and that's it. <laughs> um, but you'd probably hide under there. She'd have to do some work to tip it over. But that's uh, that's minute thirty nine. Dave, anything else you want to add before we get heavy for the week?
0: No, I think we're good.
1: All right, excellent.